0: Isn't it funny how we tend to avoid the things that make us feel uncomfortable? Now, by way of a full confession, this was me at the beginning of this year, 2023, with regard to artificial intelligence, more specifically, the app ChatGPT. Now, there was some changes that I had to have with regard to my thinking and there were some things just in general that changed for me. Again, I wanted nothing to do with these things. And in this episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast, we're going to go there. My name is Paul Castain from Castane Training Systems, and I'm the author of the YourSalesPlaybook.com blog and your host for the Sales Playbook podcast. I've personally trained over 60,000 sales reps, sales leaders, and business owners to sell more. So get your playbooks ready because school is now inception. This week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast is brought to you by our AI Sales Mastery Course. It's going to be kicking off on July 21st. For those of you who might be listening to this at some point in the future, that's July 21st, 2023. No worries if you missed the deadline because like anything else that I do, as far as training, I always hit that record button so you'll be able to get the replay. Uh, I'm going to be talking all about it at the end of the podcast today, but if you'd like to learn more, visit YourSalesPlaybook.com slash mastery, all lowercase, all one word, com slash mastery. Let's get down to business here. I want to talk a little bit about something that uh, all of us have gone through. I'm sorry about the delay there, folks. My my app was doing some wonky shit. I think that's the technical term for it. And I will not edit that pause or me saying wonky shit. But uh, I want to get down to business. And I want to say again what I said at the beginning. Isn't it funny how we tend to avoid the very things that make us feel uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but there's several times in my life that I look back and I look at the things that I have avoided for various reasons, some things I continue to avoid, other things I said, you know what? Screw this, man. I'm going to go and face up to it and and dig in and learn it or do it or take action or whatever. But it's just funny how we tend to avoid things that make us feel uncomfortable. This was me this year with artificial intelligence. Now, just very quickly, cuz I just want to kind of get a working definition of something and there is an app that i'm sure you've heard of by now but there's a lot of people who haven't so forgive me if it seems like wow he's really like babying us here today but i just i just want us all like approaching this from the same perspective so bear with me but there's a really cool app and it's free by the way called chat gpt now what this is it's basically a chatbot, and you issue or type in commands or better known as prompts p-r-o-m-p-t-s spelling bee champion 1977 ladies and gentlemen uh not for that word and i really wasn't uh the spelling bee champion i just felt like saying that but you could do all kinds of cool shit with this app like you can write emails you can do competitive analysis you can create your demos through this and write proposals you can you know do things with the tone as far as issuing commands like you know write me an email but i want it to be funny i want it to be serious give me some statistics to back up the following claim and it will supply you with all those things and you know there really are a lot of benefits to using this but i was avoiding this and there was a lot of reasons why I was avoiding it. And I just want to share them with you very, very quickly. And then I'm going to tell you what changed for me because I believe there's a lesson in this somewhere from you. I mean, I've tried to be very open about my journey, my struggles, my my successes. Um, and, you know, especially if you guys can learn something from it. So I think a lot, and it wasn't necessarily me, but... It definitely influenced some of my delay in jumping on board with artificial intelligence. A lot of people out there, and it might even be you, if you're still kind of questioning, should I embrace AI, and you know, should I not <laughs> embrace it? There's a lot of people who feel that it could potentially replace salespeople, and um, you know, it lacks the whole human element. Um, I really don't believe that. And uh, I'm not going to say never, but I just want to remind you of something for those of you who are not youngins. Um, I happened, by the way, or happen to be 58 years young. And I, my birthday was just two weeks ago. Um, anyone who was in the older side And you remember when the interwebs were born, a lot of people thought that that was going to be the end of salespeople. And it hasn't been the end of salespeople, right? I mean, people said that, I'm not kidding you about email. And, you know, and as far as this lacking a human touch, um, I tend to disagree because I've been using the app now. Since January and I've done a lot a lot of experiments with it and I have to tell you that the quality of the output has been pretty damn good and certainly doesn't sound robotical or mechanical or whatever else and just as a side note I don't know if you guys knew this or not but you can actually request or issue a command, if you will, for let's just say you want to create an email to. I'm just going to make up something to a printing company, and you know maybe they have the following pain points or whatever. You have the following selling points or whatever. You could have it write that email. But what you could also do prior to that is you could feed into it samples of other things you you're, you have written. So that it will learn your voice and your style, and it will write in your voice and your style. But even if that doesn't, if that isn't a selling point for you, you know, you can do two things when you get whatever it is you're asking the app to give you this chatbot, if you will you can go right back in and say, revise this. And, you know, if you don't like it, it's like anything else. You know, you're not going to say this, but, you, know, you know, this blows. Give me something better. In fact, I, I'm going to type that in because I'm like a sixth grader with this shit. This blows. <laughs> Could you give me something that doesn't blow as much or the blowability? Uh, it's like lower on the blowability. Anyway, I'm sorry. This is why, like, my wife yells at me and shakes her head. I, I never grew up. I'm operating at like the sixth grade level here. But, I mean, you could do shit like that where you can have it um, revise what you're doing. Uh, But what you could also do, too, is this is where the human element comes in. You can modify it. Think about that. So, as far as, you know, that's kind of what kept me away from it. Again, it was also, too, people were talking about this shit like it was like the best thing in the world and i i have to be honest with you whenever i see people jumping on the proverbial bandwagon it makes me hesitate for a little while it doesn't mean i'm not going to do it um i tend to have a wait and see attitude sometimes again i'm not going to wait seven years and be left in the dust by you know waiting and seeing that long i don't mean that you know the old uh paralysis paralysis uh by analysis type of thing uh but my thing is a lot of people are just they they hype things up many times just because they think it's cool and all the kid cool kids are doing it and on some of the platforms they know that the algorithm when it sees certain hot um phrases and topics or whatever is going to um, be more or consider that a more favorable post and show it to more people. And there's a lot of people that take advantage of that. And I'm telling you, in January, maybe it's just me. I even wrote about this on social, on some of the social media platforms, especially Twitter. It's like, holy shit already with all these posts about, you know, chat, GPT. It's just like enough already. So there was a lot of that, and that just kind of makes me a little uh, sick to my stomach when I see things like that. I think sometimes again people are hyping things because it's the cool, it's what the cool kids are doing. Um, but something changed for me, and I want to tell you what changed for me because I don't know. But you know, first of all, the benefit that once I said, you know what, let let me let me try it out. Let me let me dip a little pinky toe in that pool and see how it is right instead of cannonball cannonballing into that bitch what i right off the bat i i could see from the beginning and was it seven months later or whatever it is i still believe it saves a tremendous amount of time i don't know about you guys but I just don't have enough hours in the day, especially being a one man show. Man, I'm going out, I'm hunting all these accounts, I'm writing a tremendous amount of content, I'm doing stuff like this podcast. Then I got to deliver it. I'm always doing a webinar or a course or a keynote address or, you know, a workshop for a company, my coaching practice. And I'm just one guy and I want to keep it lean. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm all about saving time where I can. So the first thing about it I'm going to tell you is that that sold me is the ability. I could see very quickly how I could save a lot of time. And I can give you a specific, a specific, you know, almost a use case, if you will. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've stared at a blank computer screen. And I write every single day. I don't consider myself a great writer, by the way, by any means. But I'm staring at a blank screen, going like, I don't know what to say or where to begin. How many times have you had that happen? Or you have that happen, and then you just level of of focus just isn't there. Especially in my house, man. I got an office that I didn't think through. People got to cut through this room to get to their home office. And I got the bathroom right off of uh, my office here. So uh, I got people constantly coming through here. So right when, you know, like you were getting through that writer's block, all of a sudden you have something that breaks the concentration. So saving time to me is a really important thing. The other thing, too, and this to me is just huge. I mean, I just think that, you know, from what I've seen and experienced, it improves the quality of your communication and, you know, the velocity of your deals, you know, especially now when we say velocity at a time where I don't know if you guys are noticing this, but um, sales cycles are running a bit longer and I think they're going to run longer yet because I don't think we're done with everything with the economy. Um, I also think that as we get up on uh, the election year, You have a lot of people with a wait and see attitude, right? And they're going to wait and see what happens politically. And, you know, there, there are other factors. So, anytime I could save a little time, this last reason for me is huge. Again, especially for anyone who isn't a youngin'. I, I did not I, I didn't want to be a dinosaur. I'm just gonna fess up and tell you that. And don't get me wrong, I I, I really don't give a shit what people think of me. I don't care if you want to say, Oh, that old <laughs> Actually, you know, I I try to clean up my language. Yeah, if you want to look at me, I'm not gonna clean it up. If you say, look at this old fucker, right? Um I don't care if, you know, you guys want to comment on my weight and say he's a fat bastard. Um, And the reason why I don't care is because I've never accidentally eaten anything. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, You know, I don't care about that stuff. and When people think of me and all that kind of stuff, whatever it is, I, I just don't. But I don't want to be a dinosaur. And what I noticed years ago is what I'm noticing right now with artificial intelligence. Back in 2008, I was heading up the training division for billion a billion-dollar-a-year printing company, and this has never happened to me in my career until that moment back in 2008. There was this revelation. There might as well have been angelic voices I mean, honestly, if there's going to be... I wouldn't mind, like, some good Metallica music. If this were a movie, and somebody's going to soundtrack this shit like a Metallica scene, right? And, like, I had this revelation that I remember saying to myself, self, and there was no answer, because your self never answers you. But I was like, holy shit. LinkedIn, personal branding, you know, blogging and all that. This is where a lot of the battles are going to be fought. This is where the eyeballs are going. And if I don't go there, I'm, you know, I'm fucked. And, but you see, at that point, I wasn't just thinking about me because I really wasn't doing my own gig yet. That was a couple of years later. But I remember thinking more specifically you know these people i'm teaching you know how to sell print and do it better this is the battleground that they need to be able to compete on why a lot of the buyers they're getting younger and guess where they're going their eyeballs are going to these platforms like linkedin and blogs and twitter and you know listening in on podcasts like this and all but At the beginning of this year, I had the same exact feeling, except this time around, it was with AI. I was like, wow, this is is it, man. We're going to be dinosaurs if we don't embrace this. Now, again, I want to be very clear. I'm not telling you. Do this and embrace artificial intelligence. Because you should give a shit what people think about you. So you don't get made fun of. So that, you know, the water cooler, they're not saying, you know, Ned is a fucking dinosaur. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that it is going to put you at a disadvantage. It really is. Because people who are using artificial intelligence in the sales space are saving time they're improving the quality of their communication they are improving the velocity of their de- deals they are improving the customer experience they're able to see how through you know just some simple prompts how competitors might expose their vulnerabilities to their existing clients and take them from them. Think about that. Digest that shit for a minute. I'll sit here and wait, man. I'll I'll pour a bourbon or something and wait for you to digest that because it's serious, what I'm saying. So, you know, I I think that it's something worth exploring. I don't believe it's going to replace salespeople, by the way. I think uh like so much of this other stuff there is a need for the human element in there if for no other reason than to you know revise the the content that's coming out of the chatbot or whatever so you know I think it's very very you know important but this is where we get into something right about now and it's something that I want to invite you to do. There's a saying that I came across, and you've probably heard it many, many times. Um, I heard the saying, it had to be, my gosh, it had to be two or three years ago. Actually, it might have been four years ago. Be brave enough to suck at something new. Be brave enough to suck at something new. When I first heard that, Particular uh, saying, if you will, a few years ago, and there was a few new things I wanted to try. That again, discomfort is something we avoid, and I was avoiding. And I tried uh, this uh, technology called Rocket Book, Rocket like a rocket ship book, and it's really cool. The technology, anyway. um, I used it for a while and then I got away from it because I'm just old school and I enjoy, um, you know, my paper and pen for certain things. You know, I do a lot of handwritten notes and stuff. But what was cool about this particular thing, uh, there's all kinds of things that you can do by writing on these special sheets of paper, flagging the icon at the bottom, and then kind of uh, scanning it. With uh, your phone through their app, and then it could, you know, send it to a number of different places. It could either be emailed, it could go into Google Workspaces, and so on. And it was pretty cool, but my whole point is I avoided it. And I remember right around that time seeing that phrase be brave enough to suck at something new. And that's what I want to invite you to do. And I want to just explain something to you i heard something years ago and i've mentioned it before on this uh podcast i've never verified this right so i can't tell you according to the bureau of bullshit statistics or whatever i can't give you the source of this but i don't need to because when i tell you what it is guaranteed you're going to nod your head and say, that makes sense. That adds up. When I was at Dale Carnegie, I heard a statistic that they were they were dropping left and right. And it goes something like this. The average person stops the vast majority of their learning after college, right? Now, depending on how much fun you had when you went to college, and many of you might know the story. My father would break my balls endlessly. Paul is the only guy I know who has taken six years to complete a two-year degree. Guilty. I had a lot of fun, right? Also, really wasn't digging it. I didn't like it. I'd rather, you know, cut out and and go play in the metal band that I was in back then and hang out uh, with this hot chick that eventually became mrs uncle paul um but i digress and uh i completely forgot what the fuck i was talking about by the way this is what happens when you do silly shit uh on your podcast oh anyway so i heard this statistic uh that again you know the average person they stop learning or the vast majority of their learning right after college. Now, again, depending on how much fun you had, what, that could be from, you know, age 20, 22, 24, or whatever. I don't know. You know, <laughs> doctor goes to school for 10 years, or, uh, you know, uh, or Tommy boy, <laughs> he goes 10 years for a two-year degree. Uh, it, it If you really think about that, I really don't need a source of that because, I mean, haven't you seen that and experienced that to be somewhat true? The vast majority of our learning is over when our formal education is over. Now, I am not one to leave a statistic alone or any kind of, you know, kind of form of evidence alone. And when I hear something like that and I say, well, holy shit. That's like 22, 24 years old or whatever. And the average person is li- living longer. <coughs> so let's just say you're on, I don't know, the 85-year plan. Let's just say you're on that 85-year plan before you punch That great time clock in the sky and you get out of here man and you go you go on to the real fucking party right that is a long time to rust so when I think of be brave enough to to suck at something new that is my wake-up call not to rust So many of us in sales, we just keep doing the same shit that we've always done. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, some of the stuff is timeless, and we should be doing it. But the way that we do it, the way that we deliver it, the way that we execute, that is what changes and evolves. So you know the last part of that be brave enough to suck at something new thing is i just want to remind you of other times in your life when you were brave enough to suck at something new you know at some point you had to learn whatever it is you're selling and you probably weren't all that good about it right off the bat, right? Or like just outside of work even. I mean, you know, maybe you learn cooking or whatever or like to me baking. Holy shit. I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a pretty damn good cook. And as I often tell my friends, don't trust a skinny chef, man. And uh me, man, I let me tell you, man, I I deliver on the on the side of this where it's like I ain't skinny. And uh You know, but baking, it's so exact. It really doesn't, I I can't improvise like I can on the cooking side or whatever. It is so, you know, there was some things there that I had a, you know, learning curve type of stuff or whatever. Guitar, I've been playing for years. And at one point, I had to unlearn what I had learned because I was doing it incorrectly. Could you imagine that? And this is what happens, folks, any time you try something new. Again, there is discomfort. And what happens with discomfort, we tend to avoid it. many cases, we default right back to the habit that we've had all along. So my invitation to you, or invitation, because I think I said invertation, I don't know what the hell I was thinking, is to, yeah, not only be brave enough to suck at something new, but dip your toe in the water with uh, this AI stuff, specifically the chat GPT app. I am not affiliated with them. I make no money on it. And by the way, it's free. So, I mean, that would be pretty cool if I made money on a free thing. But, um, yeah, not going to happen. And the other thing you can do, just saying, if you'd like to learn how you can use artificial intelligence at every phase of the sales cycle, then um, I want you to come visit us on July 21st for our, our AI Sales Mastery class. That's when we're going to be kicking off. Again, if you happen to listen to this after the 21st, no worries. I will be taping the sessions. You could still go to the link that I'm about to give you to learn more. But either way, don't avoid this, folks. I want you to go to this website that I'm about to give you. Learn about the course. See if it's something that makes sense for you. Please visit YourSalesPlaybook.com slash AISalesMastery. YourSalesPlaybook.com slash AISalesMastery. All one word, all lowercase letters. With that, I'm Paul Castain from YourSalesPlaybook.com. I am wishing you an incredible week ahead go get them the sales playbook podcast is a casting training systems production subscribe to my free sales tips by visiting your sales slash subscribe